folks, it's the Big Hand Bopper here with Big Purple P. Bam wow. That's Jeffy D. And Mr. Haircut himself. We're talking about <laughs> Timmy <laughs> K in the mix. Ooh, uh, what is up? All right, Tim. What did you ask for you when you went in there? Short on the sides, keep it long on top. You look, you got a nice summer dew. You're ready for that cool air to be breezing past the side of your head. I love it. You look you gotta get the You got to get that air blowing by the sides. Here's the thing. I got no, uh, I'm not, not complaining. Haircut's a haircut, whatever. But you ever noticed, they don't li- really listen when you're talking to them. And I, I said, no. this was one of, another one of these haircuts. I was like, hey, we're going super subtle today. Like, uh, just kind of like, like it's got anything. The sc- sideburns are starting to curl up and the back is a little flippy tails in the back. So like, <laughs> if you just want to like fade up the sides and back, I honestly don't even think you need to touch the top. And then she goes. Cool, cool. And, and like at the top, I mean, uh, I could trick a little like just to uh, trim off the kind of ends here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just like, you know. and then. <laughs> yeah, the ends know, of the hair. Right. Exactly. <laughs> of the hair. But uh, I walk out of there looking the same every time. It doesn't matter what I say. They give you the high and tight and out we go. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where'd you go? Um, formerly Rudy's currently fellow barbershop. Mm, Tim, uh, you know same, where you got to go? Place? Same place. Yeah, on the, that corner across from the Vista. Same you know people, you think? Hold on, Jeff. I'm, I'm getting to a point here. Yeah, I just yeah, need to ask yeah. a few uh, auxiliary questions. <laughs> he's and then I want to he's dive a in. journalist. <laughs> um, new ownership. A lot of the same barbers are still there, but it's uh, Rudy's sold off its locations during the pandemic. Okay. I used to have the same thing. I always, It's always a good looking haircut. Just not the haircut I will ask for. <laughs> they always give you a little bit too much. They think that every guy wants to have the tall hair. I think every guy wants to have the see-through sides and the big faux hawk top. Yeah, she even yeah, kind of ra- she rounded the corners here to really give me that faux yeah. hawk thing. This isn't she? Tim ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever, you ever? I would do mid mid haircut. Like, you didn't listen to a word. Would you put those scissors down for a second? You didn't listen to a word I yeah, said. Yeah, because you know what? Nobody stands up to these people. And I think if if we started to, they'd start to change. Yeah, I said, no, repeat back to me. Repeat back to the haircut I asked for. Repeat that. What back. did I tell you five minutes ago? <laughs> Isn't that great when it's like you you're like their boss for that thirty minutes, so you get to just ream them all you like, want. Come here, come here. Look at this. Come look here. at this. Come here, come here. Take a look at that. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always extra nice to the person doing the haircut because you get you know mouthy or say the wrong thing. Boom! Shears to the temple. You're done. Paul Shear? Oh, yeah? They try that? Straight in. Mike, they try that with me? I'm a, I pivot. I'm going grab to them, grab them by the hair. Smash into the barbicide. The blue water splashes all over their oh. face. Oh! Here's what I, you know what I do? It's in their eyes. They're stung. Here, I, I go and I grab two pairs of scissors. Edward Scissorhands, man. Snip, snip. <laughs> Off come your pubes, bitch. Oh, no. Right for the pubes. Edward hands, baby. You know what I have been doing recently is nice. They at this barber shop, you get a a shampoo included, and I've always thought that shampoo, like laying back into that shampoo basin and having your hair shampooed, I I kind of thought of it as like maybe just for ladies' haircuts and not necessary for so for oh, years. No. They say you want a shampoo and. Usually, I've always like I've already showered and yeah. probably shampooed. And I say no thanks. I don't think I need it. But this time, I was about to take a shower before. I said, I'm going to go down there, fucking stinky-ass fucking grime guy. Uh-huh. And I'm their problem, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go shampooed in there a me lot. Off. It was very nice. It was uh, it was like an orange-flavored shampoo. Ooh. And then this, this Ooh, lady Garnier Fructis. There was a spa vibe. To the, <laughs> there was a spa vibe going on <laughs> where Ooh. it wasn't just the shampooing, but it was kind of like... Massage, but not even a not a soft massage, kind of forceful on my temples in a nice way, kind of. Oh, I like that. Get off me, bitch. Tim, you know where you got to go is Opions. Do you know where Opions is? No. It's next to All Time. You've seen it. It's the it's the barbershop that looks like Middle Earth. I ate dinner at All Time last night, and I do. I do. Looks like they got like a rainforest theme. They got like a rainforest theme inside. One of one of the one of the haircut dudes designed it himself. Um, there are two guys in there, Jeff and uh, Stavros, I want to say. <laughs> Do you mean just I'm, when you're I'm in going there with Stavros. somebody else? You know I'm going Stavros. Well, there's a mirror, and then there's a guy named Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I've had a good experience. The there. way that place is designed looks like claymation to me. Yeah, it looks like um, like Pee Wee's, uh, those little shorts. 
yes, on, yes, on the yes. on the magic screen. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'll go in sometimes to get a haircut. Go back to the shampoo thing, and I'll say they'll say, "Oh, they'll say, you know, do you want to do hair, uh, shampoo?" I said, "No, that's okay." Like, no, 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 I'm not asking. I'm telling. We're doing shampoo. You Oof. stink. You look like you're a garbage human. <laughs> Was it Dennis Miller? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever left a haircut and been like, fuck yeah, like nice? <laughs> I never have. No, because underneath the haircut is my face. Well, <laughs> women do women do all the time. They leave they leave getting the haircut. They spent fucking six hundred dollars. Yeah. And they're like, fuck yeah. Nobody touched my hair ever. Because this I think they awesome. do awesome. A lot of ladies' haircuts are more than just uh, the snipping. It's like the the product and stuff. So they they're leaving with it like made up, you know. And there's a lot more consultation that goes into a lady's haircut yeah. versus like and a lot less consolation, which is what I need after I get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, that would be good if we opened a haircut, uh, a chop shop. Let's call it. Let's call it the chop shop. That's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> it's like we give you haircuts, and our our slogan is like. More, what did you just say? <laughs> more, more, more consultation, consultation less, less consolation. consultation. Here at the Chop Chops. Consolation, yes. Uh, the drink of the week, I, I, all right, let me, let me get the cat out of the bag here. The drink of the week has hit me already. I'm, uh, yeah, stiffy. Your planner's punch. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm re- about ready to hurl. Boo! That, that's why I can't get these, uh, <laughs> <laughs> these, fictional, Boo! these fictional business taglines out of my head quickly. Yeah. It's good. It makes you creative, Mike. You're like Don Draper. By not being able to get him out. <laughs> well, you're thinking of him. Draper, he could have a drink and get him out. Why can't yeah. I? We look the same. Uh, should we tell him? Speaking of Don <laughs> Draper, you guys see uh, you guys see uh, Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick yet? Not yet, you? No, I plan on it, though. I've heard good Loved things. Loved it. See it in the theater. Oh, that's all That's The big I screen experience. Huh? You need the big screen. You need that sound. You need to grip it and rip it. It's great. I mean, it's there's stupid parts in it. It's in, like an '80s movie throwback thing, but it's uh, it's an action movie. It's a lot of fun. And one thing I'll say about this: the premise of the whole thing, like the plot with the, the mission that they're supposed to go on, very simple. You know, after coming from the last movie I saw in theaters, uh, Doctor Strange and his madness multiverse, strange ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, no one knows what's going on there. But this is so simple. We got to do this. This. Great. And we'll see if we Were can you do able it. to just watch Tom Cruise and not like think I feel like a lot of times I'm looking at him and like thinking about his face. Like, does he is he does he look good? Does he look bad? Does he look he's aging well or did he finally puff up? Or is he good? Is he is he bad act what I'm, I was I, able to do that because I like I'm, I'm so story. I'm a fan focused. of the man, but yeah. I, I find myself very judgmental of his stuff, his face. Well it's very funny. Uh right at the beginning of the movie. He comes on, like before the movie starts, he comes on this little video package of oh. him like sitting in his house and he's like, hey, folks, just want to say thanks for coming to the, out to the movies. It's great to have a movie theater experiences. And these stunts we do, these are all real. This is us in the planes and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he looked not like he does in the movie at all. Right. Well, did you see him at that uh, Giants game a couple years ago? Was that really oh. him? I, I don't I don't know because there's so many fucking deep fakes. I always think everybody's him. But was there, was like, where there was kind of like a chubby-looking woodchuck guy at a baseball game <laughs> <laughs> telling everyone it was Tom Cruise. No, woodchuck guy was not in the in the video package or the movie. Uh, distinguish distinguish older-looking Cruise and then hot hunk Cruise in the movie. Well, I wonder if they aged him down in the movie. Like uh, they, I, I think wonder. that that is standard now. Um, any any like big Hollywood movie, I think it's in these actors' contracts that hey, uh, you know, make me. Uh, Make me look at my best. I mean, it's got to be Tom. Tom Cruise is fifty nine, so you're not like but, you can't just watch a fifty nine year old face flying around. But they don't even <laughs> need the dots on the face anymore. Yeah, like uh, just do it. you know, you used to see like Patrick Stewart or whatever for the X Men. It's just like an Instagram filter. Oh. Now. I don't know. Have I talked about this? Like Chris and I um, met with Paul Rubens for the Netflix Pee Wee movie that Paul wrote. Right, and he showed us the digital de aging tests that the studio did on him Ooh. and they were like here's one pass and here's two passes and two passes he looks like he's fucking 25 wow. but th- they did dots on the face for that but he uh, but rubens so, was, so was saying Paul rubens like, was acting in the film with tracking marks on his face i'm not sure i don't remember i mean it makes sense for p in that case 
it's it's a little more than just like vanity or whatever because Pee Wee Herman is a timeless boy character. Right. And I think it would have you don't want to be looking at a kind of turkey necked older guy or just whatever. Like, you know, aging is not really shouldn't be on your mind for Pee Wee, but there's no reason that Mav can't be an older man. Yeah. Was he was he uh was Pee Wee a boy in like the Yeah. Is that what his thing? Does they give him an age? I mean, he lives alone in a house, but right. w- when he did <laughs> the ground, original Groundling show, it's definitely supposed to be like, un. It's like anachronistic, but the, the, it's like, yeah, he's like a boy. Like, did he talk about his parents? Like, uh, no, no, he he lives alone, and he's a timeless thirty-year-old boy. He's got a mortgage, but he's a boy. Yeah, it's more it's more interesting to me if he's just like a man-child, a, an older person. Yeah. Who's not? Uh, yeah, it's not like he's. It's not like Clifford, right, right, right. But it's also not like, hey, I'm 32, like the age of the toad. Toad. <laughs> I'm not Toad's age. They could just say <laughs> that was the first line of Big Adventure. I think. Yeah, I'm like, not Toad's age. Let's cut it. Super Mario Brothers isn't so huge just yet, but they, it will be. It will. Now I grew up with Pee Wee. Loved the guy. Found out later that the that. Big Adventure uh-huh. was like the public's entry point. Isn't that crazy? Because mm-hmm. it's a hit that character is. for, for right. the Groundlings. There was a hit show lying around the block at, on Melrose to see Paul Rubens do his Groundlings version of the Pee Wee's Playhouse live show. Mm-hmm. And then the TV show came after yeah. Big Adventure. So like Paramount Pictures or whatever, or Universal is like, yeah, that hit character. You're funny. You and Phil Hartman go write a movie and we'll make the movie. Could you imagine in 2022 a studio having the balls no. to be like, hey, Beth. Uh, they don't. No, not Beth. Who's the, who's, who am I thinking of that does like Nate and uh, um, Mother Goose? My microphone was pointing away from my mouth this whole time. Natalie Palominas. Imagine how hip it would be if, if, if Sony was like, hey, Natalie, you're funny. Uh, make a weird movie. Well, even like her her Netflix special, I thought was a pretty big. Yeah. Uh, yes, but it was a special. It was a huge. Right, thing, right, but, right. But wait, we can all weekend expect a special. Imagine fucking like a twenty million dollar movie. And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Nuts. And Nuts. also, like Big Adventure was like the world's introduction to Paul Rubens, the world's introduction to Tim Burton. And probably the world's introduction oh, yeah. to uh, Danny Elfman. Like, what else did Danny Elfman have well, going on? Oingo Boingo and oh, right, right, right. getting into film scores. Tell you what else. Big deal in the life of Phil Hartman. He was not on SNL yet. So he was living in L.A., a groundling, had a day job that was truly a career. He was a graphic designer. And he designed album covers. No shit. Designed album covers. Yeah. He had an office at the crossroads of the world. You know that weird building on Hollywood yeah, Boulevard? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, yeah. That's not like cheap office space. He was like a 30-something-year-old working professional, and then he got a screenplay deal with his friend, and it was a big deal for him to write that movie and get paid. And then after I all that- I know he wrote that. He wrote Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, he wrote it with Rubens. Ah. And then after that, he- Went on SNL, but think how rare that is that somebody at SNL would have written a studio film. Yeah, um, have you you've seen his uh, his audition, his SNL audition? Yeah, it's so great. Uh, Jeff, have you seen it? Nah. He he's like I think it's at it's like it's not at the the SNL studio uh, Thirty Rock, but it's like he just kind of comes up. He's talking with whoever's you know behind the camera, and they're asking him to do impressions, and he's like. So, now, I checked out's the wrong word, but like so confidently, just like just I can casual. take this or leave this, it doesn't matter to me. And he does funny stuff. And then um, John Lovitz comes on, and does a scene, <laughs> does a scene with him. That's cool, man. Wow. It was, it was, it's really fun. I wonder if though, if that was like just a where in like the hiring process that was, because they seem to Dana Carvey as well, same like setup. They all seem to like know him and be talking to him. Like now, do you Robin Leach? Now well, do. Those are screen tests, I think, which is one ah. step beyond the audition on the stage. But I do think that it, Lovitz had vouched for Phil Hartman because mm-hmm. it's kind of a funny thing. Like you kind of Phil Hartman seems like you would be more senior there, but it was actually Lovitz got on there first in the weird. That and Hartman 80s, was like Lovitz's hero, right? Yes. He was yeah. like his big brother at Groundlings. And he told Lauren, like, this is the king of Groundlings. You got to get him. But it's funny to think Lovitz joined SNL. Lauren's first year back, the Brat Pack year, 
with uh, like right. Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Iron Man uh, and Julie Randy Louis Quaid. Wait, uh, we say Iron Man? Yeah, who plays Tony Stark? Oh, oh, oh I see. What you're uh, uh, Robert Downey uh, Jr. So all these like twenty-year-old Brat Pack people and. John Lovitz, <laughs> like the guy who has nothing to do with youth. Co- he was only 27, but he seemed like he was 45. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When was you Julia was in- Louis-Dreyfus on SNL? Was it those off years? No, that, she, she, she was, was in cast, the but four. She, she, yeah, she was in the Gene Domanian, uh Dick Ebersole years, 1980. Dang. Do you, you know, we should do the, uh, we should do Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I wonder if there's like a, for, for this blowout. Yeah. I haven't seen it forever, but I also wonder if there's like a, a anniversary coming up seems like there would be i think it's 86 so i'd like to i'd like to see that in the theater i bet you can that's you know what i guarantee they play that hollywood forever this summer yeah Hmm. Hmm. well well we're not here to talk about films that you watch we're here to talk about songs that you hear Ah, yes. Oh, songs from any artist? No, no. No, but Pee-wee is apropos because we are talking about a skinny, funny little dude. (laughs) (laughs) We've narrowed it down to... A novelty act. You may know him best as Snoop Dogg, Snoop Doggy Dogg, Snoop Lion for a brief period, but he was born Calvin Calvin Cordozer Brodus Jr. Cordozer? Cordozer. C-O-R-D-O-Z-A-R. Now, Snoop Dogg. We're talking Snoop Dogg today. I want to say the Mike, reason you're a little is, peaky. Am I peaky? I don't know peaky you, blinders? Yeah. I'm, let me I mean, go into my. Hold on. Let me just get into my. Uh, into the guts of this machine here. I could probably bring that down for you. Yeah. Let me do input volume. I'm just gonna sneak that down. How's how's this now? Hey. Better. We're talking about Snoop Dogg. And I think the reason we said. It's Snoop's fiftieth birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, we, and but more importantly, we were in the car during tour. Yeah, uh-huh. and we were talking about how funny it is that he said because we heard the song on the radio, but we were like, with so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard to beat Snoop yeah, yeah. D and Double G. But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit nearly every day. And we're just talking about how funny it is. The image that he draws for us is like, picture gang violence out his window, and he's like, ah, I'm coming up. I'm still coming up with funky ass shit. Somehow, <laughs> some way. You put it all on me. You put it on me, the young star I'm, rapper. I'm just as shocked as all of you. I'm a living miracle, just spinning gold. <laughs> Somehow, some way. <laughs> oh my God. It's so fucking funny. He, well, you know, it's not, it's not really his 50th birthday. He's, he was born in October. It was his 50th birthday in October. And we've been meaning to get to it. Of we've been meaning to. We've been meaning to finally get around to doing it. And we're talking. Well, for me, though, I will say Snoop Dogg, there is something that um, always kind of rung as uh, summertime to me with Snoop. Absolutely. And I think it's because when those first, when those first videos came out uh, with, uh, in, in um, uh, G, what was it? Nothing but G thing? Was that his? Yeah, he was guesting on like, on like Dre stuff. I don't know yeah. if it was G thing or what. Is that the name of the song? Nothing but a G thing? Yeah, that's yeah. one of them. And then like his other video, like his videos off of Doggy Style, they were all in LA. So it was like bright and sunny. Yeah. And, like, I think so they, I they think were... when I was seeing them, the, the, his first album came out in uh, October of 93, I think. It, when I was seeing those videos, I was like, oh, this is like summertime. This is kind of cool. Because the whole thing was just like, this is West Coast rap. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna lean into the California. We're gonna be seeing palm trees, and everything's gonna be like gold stained. That was me- weird for me as a kid. I remember seeing palm trees in what what like South Central LA and Compton and stuff like that is like urban sprawl, Work, working class, but with like the symbol of paradise. But yeah, right. That, that it's all concrete, and it's and it's urban, like a a, a city setting. But like you're catching sun and palm trees, and it was like that didn't yeah. compute for me. But the gold in the videos definitely. And I even that sound like like Dre that that kind of uh, keyboard like thereminish sound that he mm-hmm. uses in there is iconically a summer jam sound to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something in the in the like 
Tom Petty <clears throat> free falling video that does a lot. Of, there was in the late Sherman Oaks mid to late eighties. Like, there was a big like uh, California push. Ooh, the big California push. I felt like that. Like I remember getting a lot of op uh, clothing. You know that stuff. I Ocean Pacific. I had a lot Ocean of Ocean right. Pacific. Yeah, it's I back. mean, I think a lot of that and was like, like Beach Boys. The Beach Boys Kokomo stuff was happening, and uh, Saved by the Bell took place in California. California and games, the and like video California games. games, skate culture, surf culture. Yeah, it all just seemed like California was just like uh, being on the East Coast. Like, whoa, it's, it's summertime all the time. That's it crazy. was when, in when we moved to LA. It took me like. Two years to be like, wow, palm, look at those palm trees on these streets. This is what <laughs> I'm still like that. I it really took you two years to say that? <laughs> yeah, I was so admit nervous. It. I was like, admit what the hell are those fucking things called? I went to the library, looked up trees of California. <laughs> this tree is not what I'm used to in Rochester. <laughs> um, I feel like, and I was thinking about this when we were in Santa Barbara recently, Santa Barbara, the beach especially, really feels to me like exactly the fakey image of California I had in my head as a kid because LA, LA is confusing. You get here and like Hollywood is disappointing to all and LA is very spread out and kind of challenging. And LAX is not a great place to enter the city Mm. from. Right. Um, If you're driving in from the 10 or something, you're like, wow, LA and the oceans in the background. You're like, this is great. But when we were in Santa Barbara, I was like, lots of people are like rollerblading and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's got a little, tinge of, of like Santa Monica, but it's like a small city with beautiful mountains and clean air. Uh, not that, I mean, the people know about the smog and stuff, but the California was as a concept sold to us quite a, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, uh, the gangster rap, like lifestyle, a lot of media came out with that as like the focal point. Right. Like what was your first impression of Snoop? Like I remember hearing, Stuff like Snoop and Dre on the bus on mm-hmm. on a on Jammin ninety four five in New Hampshire. It was like a Boston yeah. station, and uh, it never really it it always felt like voyeurism to me. Like, oh, for sure. E- even like the older kids who like loved it, I was just like, this isn't your life. Like it definitely did feel like foreign, and uh, it was a little scary to me as like a uh, fourth or fifth grader or whatever. Yeah. And that, like, uh, you know, movies were coming out at the same time, like Boys in the Hood and stuff, was uh, was like, whoa, this is a this is dangerous stuff. I mean, that yes. that layer of voyeurism, I will always have that for and forever with hip hop. Like, even like right now, I, I listen to like pop charts, and they're dominated by hip hop, and I'll I'll still feel like I'm like visiting a song to be like, hey, that's. Kind of a cool song, future. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, but but I I I still I don't feel like I I can, you know. It just feels like I'm I'm peeking in on a on a on a culture that's yeah. And to the people who've commented on the show saying our hip hop takes are really white, strap in because it's the whole episode, baby. <laughs> they're not just white; they're Greek, they're Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I don't. That's why I don't go on Discord. I do not like that in my head when I'm trying to do work. Mm-hmm. This is work for me. Yes. I do not need. You I don't come this. to your job and tell you how to do whatever it is you do. Did you see? Well, to, um, uh, to YouTube, I do. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. Um, we recently Instagrammed a news report that said listening to loud, groovy music. Yeah. Can help you get work done and help you focus. The one catch. It has to be a song you already know. So if you're ah, you're trying to get your work done, don't play a new groovy song. Play your old favorite groovy song, and you can get work done. It said it said specifically loud. It said a beat. Turn up the beat. Loud, uh, loud danceable. beat with a good tune that makes yeah. you want to dance. Groovy, Ooh. danceable. Um. Ooh. Well. When I started listening to like rap and specifically like Snoop and Dre were my were my entryway to rap music in like the era of Napster, like before oh, it's late. before before going into college and in college. Yeah, I would like hear some Snoop songs and like some of them would make their way in. But I was way more like Nirvana, Blink-182 and like pop punk and stuff like that. In, I was in more into Carvana. Continue. In like high school, I would come to know Snoop songs. But then, like, when 
the floodgates were open and you could have any song. I got yeah. doggy style like freshman year of college and and oh, all all of that stuff, like, you know, chronic and all that stuff. I think I got doggy style in high school and then but you still had older like, brother, I, re- I remember these old songs. Huh? You had you had an older brother though. That's yeah. formative. Yeah. I never owned any of the CDs. I remember the first time I laid eyes on Snoop, uh what called my attention to him was he was there's that thing where MTV had to blur out what was on his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this day, I don't know what was on that shirt, and it was in a music video, and I was like, I think, I think it was a stain. Like he had, he had like a hot dog, <laughs> yeah. and he was embarrassed. Yeah, that was the thing. I don't know if, like, sometimes you could tell it was like a logo that. I think it was just a brand that didn't show. advertise with MTV, like right? Or, or if it was something risque or something that uh, could be a pot leaf back then. I always thought with uh, with Dre. Like he was, he was harder and tougher. And then when Snoop came around, like with his own stuff, I was like, "Oh, this guy's, you know, he's tall and skinny and kind of like Doggy Style has like a big cartoon, uh, yeah, uh, album cover, yeah." And it's you know, there's their skits and stuff. Um, what about Flash Forward? Old school Snoop a Loop. Uh, bring your green hat. We're going streaking. Remember that? Isn't it? He's. I remember that. He's been around for so long. And I, I feel like that from that point forward, now I'm sure old Snoop is still coming out with music, but he's one of these guys who has graduated to just being an emoji, you know? Yeah. And his rap career has been fully eclipsed by the, there are more years of him as a public figure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like, what do you compare him to? He's, he's, he's out Mr. T-ing Mr. T. Yeah. Right, right, right. And and it's so funny how you know he does that show with um, Martha Stewart. It's so funny how like that still hits with people. Like Snoop Dogg, the pot smoking guy, and Mrs. Uh, you know Home Crafts Lady. We'll put them together and what a show! But it's like, man, that was the fucking joke in like the yeah. early two thousands. And they committed to it. Like they've been doing that for like twelve years now. Yeah. I thought it was weird how gradual he just became the weed guy. Like, I'm sure he always smoked weed, but he was a rapper and it was a genre of gangster rap and it like had all this like meaning to it. And then slowly those other things recede. And then his, his, his personality publicly is cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Hmm. Um, well, today we're going to pick the best. We're going to, Doing of our little, we're gonna throw it in the gauntlet. We're the three of us are throwing our gauntlets down, and we are picking the very best Snoop Dogg song. Wow, crazy! It all comes down to this. I mean, we're the guys for the job, right? Yes. Yep. Of course we are. We have the authority on the topic. It's not even us. It's the it's the listeners who vote. Right. Um. Before we even get into whoever goes first, mm-hmm. you may which have is no- its own process, which is this whole whole <laughs> thing. You may have noticed. Like I did, I went to Spotify. I have a bunch of Snoop stuff on my um. Not local, much of my, his solo stuff on on my local hard drive, but I went to Spotify. I was like, because I was like, I want to hear the whole catalog. Yeah, I want to see the I want to see the discography and all that stuff. And lo and behold, a lot of the Snoop songs that I was looking for are not on Spotify because a couple months ago, as you may know, Snoop bought Death Row Records. And has taken off um, the Chronic, Doggy Style, and the Dogfather, which are, uh, you know, those are the jackpot albums. Right. So because he wants us to buy them, or is he about to launch his own streaming service? He wants to launch his own streaming service, but I think, like, let's be honest, that's probably not going to happen. He's probably just negotiating a new deal for his, Uh for that record company. Is he on title? He is on title, but like everybody's on title and they're on Spotify. And I think eventually everybody ends up on Spotify, even like the Beatles and Taylor Swift and everything. Uh So I I think it'll be interesting to see like, because those albums are such heavies, he probably will come up with some awesome deal. But the idea of I looked it up. He's he's worth 160. He made $160 million last year. Way to go, I have never made that in a year. In a year, but. Damn, not my whole life. You have that in the bank. Sure, but I haven't made it in a year. <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest with you. I might not even have that in the bank. I'll have to talk to my banker. <laughs> but those Death Row albums are like the ones in my yeah. head. Um, he briefly had a No Limit 
stint of like two, three records. I didn't really listen to those. And then in early college, in the old school years, he started to do like the Pharrell stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Neptunes, E. Timbal and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is like new Snoop. I don't know how I feel about new Snoop. And he's just never stopped. Now those. He's been featuring on people's album or yeah. songs for a long, long time. And like now, Drop It Like It's Hot feels like it's a classic. And I remember when it was new and be like, nice try, right, Snoop. Yeah. Okay, this is like a new Snoop. Nice <laughs> try. Well, you know, a lot of the, the, um, the Stanley Cup playoffs are happening now. And at, at the beginning of the, each game, He'll come. He'll come on to the uh, PA system, and he'll be like, "Drop that hockey puck." Yeah, drop that. Drop the hockey puck. Drop the hockey puck. <laughs> yeah. And, and the refs. When the like, refs try to get at you. <laughs> <laughs> when the game hasn't started yet, drop that hockey puck. <laughs> <laughs> when the ice is latitude. What? Fre- freshly, fresh and new. Yeah. Hey, did you see that clip of? Um, a hockey game where someone scored a goal and then the organ player played A, B, C, D, E, F, U by yeah. Gail. Yeah. That's good. Uh, good for him. That's great. Real good. Good for all of us. Ooh, good good for you. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go sure. first. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Mine comes off of Doggy Style. It's uh, an early one. Jeff, play it up. Is that dog in there? Oh, this is the music video. I want that dog out of my, my house. Father. You can this out Don't even trip. I'm gonna have this. I want that dog out of my house. Oh, yes, it is. Who am I? In parentheses, what's my name? Commonly titled, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> Off of Wikipedia, that's what it is. Bow wow wow, yippee yippee! It's like his. We, we were talking about this too when we were in the van. Those uh, Dre songs that are like, just say what your name. Your first song out, say what your name is. He did it with Slim Shady. Hi, my name is Slim Shady. We're gonna say who you are. Uh, it's got that great, like the hook, the bow wow wow yippee yippee song. It's got the Atomic Dog uh, sample from uh, George Clinton. How funny! I never really thought about it, but you come out swinging, say your name. Good marketing entry point. Slim Shady. Yeah, he went then went his whole career. No one ever called him Slim Shady, but like to spend your whole first single being like, ha, my name is, ha, my name is Slim Shady. And then from that point forward, Eminem. It was just Eminem. And, and then the also Marshall Mathers. And yeah. this, was his <laughs> nick, this was his nickname that you don't have to learn, but they spent the whole song teaching it to you. I think it was um, the Defiant Ones. Yeah. Do you ever see that documentary? I fucking yeah, it loved great. it. I was Ooh. bummed when I fired up HBO Max the other day and I saw that it had been transferred to Apple. No. Ooh. Yeah, because that was like an HBO original. I don't know why it went over to Apple. Didn't didn't uh, Beats by Dre do a deal with Apple? Yeah, I think that's probably like part of the Beats by hmm. Dre thing. But um, hmm. I remember, I think it was in there where Eminem was talking about like working with Dre and how that first single, when you're breaking a new artist, you are introducing the world to a new person. Yeah. And it's a whole lot easier if you just do it in a very bald-faced way. Like Pee Wee Herman. We see him get up in the morning. We see the, the first yeah. thing he does. Like you want to see them in like a, in their sort of like most pure archetypal state, like a TV show pilot. And it's funny that this song is called What's My Name? Who Am I? <laughs> yeah. And then same with, uh, with, with Eminem. Hi, my name is. Hi, my Hi. name is. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's so shrewd, but you never think of it. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this was a song... Uh, that I like. It's got uh, it's a nice a head bobber. Yeah, um, it's just general braggadocious, and uh, the mm-hmm. beat is a fucking knocker. Um, yeah. I like that it starts with that like that just like immediately you start nodding yeah. your head, and then the uh, yes, you know exactly like when it comes on, you're like oh, I know this. It's song. it's like a oh, but mm-hmm. then it's not just an awesome bass line when they start off. And you have the talk box doing that. <laughs> it's so grimy. It's awesome. Yeah. It's good. Um, hey, I'll tell you, my pick is also. Woo! Oh, That's pretty good. Shit. 
But you didn't have the music video part. No, I didn't. That was great. Because in the video, he turns into a dog and runs away, right? Yeah, and then he he and and some other uh, friends of his were dogs. They're evading some, uh, the dad, they're evading some. The dog catcher. Dog dog catchers. They're doing like the, playing the poker, (laughs) dogs playing poker thing. Man, another fun thing about this song is that it's like, it interpolates multiple George Clinton slash Parliament slash Funkadelic songs. Like there are nods from all over the place. Is that main bass sample from Parliament? Timothy, I have it right here. It's from Knee Deep. Oh. So then they just replayed it or they slowed his death? Well, Dre has a way of like re-performing things so that they sit just right. Oh. Or uh, like, um, yeah, I think uh, um, re-performing is, is what he does. But I th- think they'd call it like wow. interpolation. But George Clinton was on hand for the production of Doggy Style, I've heard. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So this is all uh, That's above great. board. That's great. <laughs> Dre, I think, owes a lot to George Clinton. And then also I've heard that uh, Suge Knight came out and said that Dre didn't even make a lot of the beats for Doggy Style. That was Daz, Snoop's cousin. But Snoop has said like... Daz Dillinger. Dre might not have made the beats, but he was definitely the producer. The way that a director directs. You know, like Dre's the guy to say like, that's too soon for the chorus. Do this over here instead. Like that that sort of mastermindy shit he says that dre deserves the title of producer even though he maybe didn't make as many of the beats as we thought hmm. Hmm. that's cool to think of uh george clinton on hand like what george clinton sitting in the on the couch in the studio that's very funny to picture just being like the uncle that's super cool well you think that's funny it, he looked especially funny when i saw him at the bank of america in universal city <laughs> yeah now you think that's funny he was funny when I saw him in the movie PCU. <laughs> well, that's a good movie. <laughs> That'd be a good uh, blowout. I haven't sure. seen PCU. Maybe in a while. maybe when we uh, when the school season starts back up. Ooh. Well, I guess it all comes down to me. And uh, well, I really admire you guys. It's cool. You you put a lot of effort into this, and you take it seriously, and that was fun. And I think it was cool. You both decided to do sort of. Um, <laughs> couple of snoops uh lesser works oh lesser <laughs> wow we, okay. uh we split the vote before jeff and it does not work out for us well we'll see well you guys were talking about him uh collaborating with his cousin or collaborating with dre collaborating with um quite frankly george clinton but it wouldn't be a few more years until he had his greatest collab ah, hit it you're doing <laughs> this is music. Tone tan, fit and ready. Turn it up because it's getting heavy. Wild, wild West Coast. These are the girls I love the most. I mean the ones, I mean like she's the one. Kiss her, touch her, squeeze her bones. <laughs> man that's the best. Uh, yeah. he's another guy who gets to benefit from being like i am this is california the same way that like red hat chili peppers i love um in that song when he's like squeeze it touch it uh touch her buns and then hearing katie be like ah just like a squeeze on the butt makes you orgasm <laughs> or just squeak like a squeaky toy. That could be uh-huh. nice. Well, that's I'm no, I, that's not surprising. Tim, you've liked Katy Perry for some reason forever, and uh, I like that song. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm an overall. I mean, I like. Uh, well, I like that album. <laughs> no, that's a that, that, that's, that is a banger album. Well, I'm not walking around saying swish swish bish. <laughs> um, when I wrote you for should. the um, MTV Movie Awards, we saw. Katy Perry and Snoop do that during dress rehearsal in an empty Gibson cool, amphitheater, like awesome. front row, just being like, I wonder if Snoop's here. And then sure enough, he was. Don't it was it was man, nuts. Right. Did you go awesome. up and say hello? No, I just said, we love you, Snoop. Snoop, I fucking love you, man. <laughs> Dude, but, uh, you know, Tim, you've both of you, you've written for more award shows than the J-Man. When you do the dress rehearsal thing and you're like, 
here we are at this empty fucking place. There are like 15 people in the audience, and I'm one of them. And then here comes Tom Cruise doing his uh, less... Was it not Les Moonves? What was his yeah, character Lou from Tropic Wasserman Thunder? Wasserman or uh, yeah, that's a that's a real guy too. But it was a Les, fake version of just being like, "Well, there's Ludacris and Tom Cruise in the middle of the day." It's wild. And, um, yeah, right, right. There they, there they go. Bye. <laughs> Seeing them as just as like small people from a distance. Yeah, and, and doing doing like a uh, the steps at tech rehearsal and then just vanishing uh, again. Crazy. Oh, you know, it was fun. Uh, uh, a secret thing I saw that I can blow the lid off now. Do you remember there was like a kind of a happening a moment in the MTV Awards one year where uh, Borat fell on top of Eminem and then yeah, like in like a sixty ninety position or whatever in a sixty nine position and and Eminem and his entourage were like ooh ooh a dude oh we'll walk yeah, off and like Eminem stormed off yeah I was there for the rehearsal of that they rehearsed it it was oh. all uh, oh man that's that's one of those things like. Uh, you realize now, maybe just being older, just that everything's so transparent yeah, with the internet is like every fucking thing. If it's on TV and two celebrities are involved, they're not pranking. Well, that's why I was so fucking shocked by the Will yeah. Smith slap. I was, I watched. Me too. I, Me too. I, I could not believe. Yeah. Watching that, I was like, no, it's a bit that went wrong. The tape, the tape didn't play in the right moment. I was so sure. And right, right. Like, because we're because you've seen the other thing. You're like, oh, everything's so planned out. Well, I'm an industry in this insider. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's nice to see some spontaneity every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. A take I haven't seen too much about uh, <laughs> the slap, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, so it means uh, a grown man walking I mean, up that is slapping just... someone else. Yes, of course. The 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 moonlight La La Land mix up at the Oscars and the uh, and the slap. I mean, that's some of the most thrilling moments of my sad little life. Oh, the moonlight thing. <laughs> my sad little life. It was shocking. I mean, I don't watch TV. I pay for cable. I pay for all the streamers. Fully don't even turn my TV I mean, on. There are so few of those live moments that unite us as a nation. It's amazing. Yeah, that's true. There's no... Yeah, that is. That's true. There's no, like, uh, moon landings anymore. The slap is a moon landing. This, no. The slaps is a new moon Wait, landing. Wait till the sloppy boys have a prime time <laughs> network show. That'll be... Yeah. <laughs> we'll slap a new celebrity every week. <laughs> we're gonna sit down, the whole family's going to sit down and see if Jeff likes lime. <laughs> Well, Tim, are you ready to tweet that shit? Yes. Your song is called Who Am I? And in parentheses, what's my name, right? Yes. Yeah. That's that's gonna also going to throw people off. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll know. They, they won't know. There's also, uh, there's also What's My Name Part 2. That's um, S-N-O-O-P-D-O-Double-G-Z. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good one. Speaking of names, you know Snoop Dogg, his name comes from when he was a kid. They call him Snoopy. Uh, so the so the Wikipedia, yeah. They call him Snoopy because Wikipedia said because of his likeness and love for the, the popular peanuts. <laughs> love for? I didn't know about that. <laughs> he looks like him and he loved him too. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Like, yeah, I love Snoopy and Linus and the Lucy and the whole gang. Well, it's funny to think of, you know, a guy doing like gangster rap singing about uh rapping about like killing people and like fucking yeah. everyone around him and it's just like ah, but he, he likes peanuts and the work of charles schultz <laughs> <laughs> um well here's a <coughs> Ooh, michael COVID. that makes me think you're maybe that cough was so loud i'm concerned you're not on your correct mic but don't, don't worry about it <laughs> really no it's facing well you were coughing facing off the right way all right yeah 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 um, but have you chosen it as your input Hold on. Yes, I should have. No, Mike, no, you no, know Mike. what? You're talking into your fucking earbuds, dude. Yeah, yeah. No. On, at, at least at least on the Zen you are. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing that crinkle crinkle. Yeah. Oh, crinkle crinkle. Don't worry about it. Unbelievable. About it. It's fine. It's Unbelievable. Fine. Um I sad. changed no settings. Sad. Well, have you heard Snoop's latest album in 2022, B O D R? No. You know, Snoop's been coming out pretty consistently with stuff. Tons some of, of his You go on Spotify, it's got so many tracks um i'm gonna see what bodr means real quick bodr yeah what is well, hold on here we go here we go mm. back on death row there you go oh 
because he bought it from Suge. All right. You may have heard... Um, I'm not going to say anything. Here's, here's a new song by Snoop <laughs> called Cripia Enthusiasm. These are words coming from the dog and everything I do is lit. Yes, sir. I've been right along trying to get my party on. Call my nigga. Let's go, what's up, bitch? Lottie Dottie, Snoopy's in the party smoking it. Yes, sir, the best serve is good for everybody. Get some players in the house. If you see them, point them out. Put up in that Bentley with my nigga Leon Black with me. That's simply. What? What? So he's he's talking about uh, Leon from. from Curb. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like he's a character in this, like he's hanging out. Apparently, it takes place in the universe of Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, I don't know. But <laughs> so funny. But like, um, I saw a funny tweet a couple, like, I don't know, a year ago. I think that's also public domain music they have for that show. So he oh, yeah. Know. The Puzzle, <laughs> I think it's called. But um, uh, somebody, somebody tweeted, like, Man, Snoop beat the game at 25, and he's just been doing side missions for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's like it's so true. Like, man, the guy has just done everything from like pro sports to porn yeah. to Martha Stewart to, to remember porn? what he he had. A yeah, thing. he had like a Girls Gone Wild like offshoot. Oh, I think. Oh. I remember seeing some profile about his like his son's sports teams in high school, like he was like flying the kids around on a jet and like bought them like NFL yeah. quality uniforms and paid he for the field. And- he had a reality show, right? Where he was coaching the the kids. Coach Snoop. Um, I wonder where his house is right now. Do you think that he mm, has- Probably the LBC. It's probably, but do you think he has the biggest mansion in Long Beach or do you think that he eventually caved and did Beverly Hills? I'm searching Snoop current residence. That'll tell me everything. Felice. Oh, uh, God. Oh, I'm seeing it here. Super Bowl halftime show performer Snoop Dogg lives in a luxury mega mansion in Diamond Bar, California. Cool. What's Diamond Bar? Is that... Uh, a Diamond Bar yeah. is like San Gabriel Valley, is it not? Hmm. You can probably afford a giant estate out there. Yeah, is it? And it's, it's south of Pomona, so it's like out there where those college towns are. North of Anaheim. It's nice. It's green hmm. out there. They got trees out there. Every time I drive by, I'm like, this is a nice place to live. Well, congrats, Snoop. Snoop. Tim, when did that when did that uh that Snoop Dogg and Katy Perry song come out? Twenty mm, twelve or something like that? Cause he has a song with Robin that just I just found recently. And it's Call your Snoop like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's like I wonder it's it's. I don't know that you need loyalty in this type of game, like doing pairing up with pop uh, singers. But like, you don't. If he just did that, so he's like, okay, if you, Robin, you'll pay me some money too. I'll do your song too. Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm just, sure it didn't. I sure Katy Perry came first, but uh, Katy Perry's 2010. When was Robin? Let's see. I'm looking that up. It's a song you should know better. Is the name of the song? Man, 2010 also. Interesting. Snoop is just a dude who's like down to clown. Yeah. You should know better. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Our lifeguard life video. Mm. Um, the approach is very similar to drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Oh. You know, the white psych background. And we're going to have like sort of. Um, crab sort of. Yeah. You know, crab. Riddling them with anxiety. Yeah. Pinching the nuts. I used the word psych in a, in a work call recently. I said, yeah, put on a white psych. And people were like, what? And I was like, psych. And they're like, What? I was like, Jeff says psych. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Don't bring me into this. They were yeah. like, oh, you mean like a white void set? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's uh, you're, you're dealing probably with uh, ideas, folks, and not the nuts and bolts types. Oh, I don't mingle with the blue collars. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking to David Geffen. <laughs> well, uh, we've reached the part of the blowout here where we check the numbers. Okay, this is unprecedented. Is there precedent for this? I don't mm, know. I don't think so. I hope so. I'm tired of living in unprecedented times. Thank you. In first place. Wow, right to first place. Yeah, because there's only two songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In first place. Wow. With 53% of the vote. So this was a slim one, folks. Squeaker. 
this squeaker. The winner is Mike and Jeff. Who am I? What's my name? Oh, they have defeated me, Farron. You put them at you. You put us both as one. Yeah. yeah. Ah, have we done it before where we split the vote? Well, because you said yeah. shoes, or you said sneakers, and I said oh, shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In this case, it would just be the same song listed twice. We should have done. We what a done dumb podcast! <laughs> sneakers or shoes? Vote now. <laughs> this is important. No, no, not dumb, not dumb. Good, 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 good. good. Keep that, uh, keep man, that up. It's funny, like, this is the quintessential Snoop song, though. Like, it's not the first track on his solo album, but it is the introductory. It is the uh, yeah, de- the, the debut single. solo single. Um, yeah. So Much Drama in the LBC, that's uh, Gin and Juice, which is also another banger. Uh, is that on the same album? Off the same album. And it also starts with a guy, like, pissing in a toilet. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like whenever I go to the bathroom at a party and I'm like, ugh, and I, and I unload in a toilet, it reminds me of Gin and Juice. <laughs> Gross. There's the whole, but, album it, but it's sort of like a, a break to yourself in the middle of a party where you sort of like get to check in. <laughs> the whole album opens with him in a bathtub, like a little skit, and a, a girl is um, like uh, massaging his, like washing him, <laughs> massaging his back. The doorbell rings. He's like, "Who's at the door? Who is that? Go, go check on that." And then his friends come in. He's like, "Oh, we're just gonna party." <laughs> he's on board right away. Like. <laughs> 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 so he wasn't too bothered. Damn. Well, we did it. Snoop Dogg. He's got it going on. Snoop Loop. Snoop Loop. The Snoop Troop. I'm part of the Snoop Troop. Mr. Weed. Toki Toki Dogfather. Toki Toki LBC Stylies. Folks, thanks so much. We love you, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, folks. Later.